keep turning up here it is 10 o'clock it is time for love babs love talk the talking part because i was on at nine o'clock playing music because tower power is in town and so you know i had to rep them because i'm gonna go see them tonight <laughs> but right now my guest are the the principals from the elm shakespeare um troupe who are doing the production of romeo and juliet in the park which is wonderful so i have gracie brown <laughs> in the house she is so beautiful and pretty Thank you. <laughs> How are you, my dear? I am fantastic. Now we are we are Instagram friends. <laughs> yes, we are. We've been Instagram friends for a while and have never met in never person. Met. And then, to my surprise, uh, she sent me a note saying a little message saying, "Oh, I'm so looking forward to talking to you." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god, did I double book something? What did I do?" And then I come to find out, didn't even make the connection. I right? did not yep. make the connection. You are in Romeo and Juliet. I am. So tell me about that. Very excited to do Romeo and Juliet. This is my third time doing it. Um, yeah. The first two times that I did it, I played Lady Capulet, uh-huh. Juliet's mother. Uh-huh. Um, You're a little and, young for that. Uh, a little bit. <laughs> I would say so. I, I, I thank you very much for saying that. <laughs> a little young. Um, a little young. But it's funny because this time I play the nurse and the nurse is even older. Oh. Um, and... Uh, it's just a role I've always wanted to play. The nurse is just such a nice, meaty role, mm-hmm. especially female roles mm-hmm. when it comes to Shakespeare. Um, yeah. Uh, far and few between. And in this play, too, we cast some male characters as female characters, oh, too. Oh, really? Which is amazing. Wow. Um, and just to be a part of a production that is so diverse, too. Yes. Um, well, the Elm Shakespeare is known for that. They are. You and know. Just, and, and I feel like even more diversity. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, especially behind the scenes too with ray being the director yes um, Raphael massey yes Raphael yes. massey um i've known him for a long time so i call him ray and he's coming uh, yes he'll be here soon <laughs> um you know with 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 ray directing this time around you know this is the first time we've ever had an african-american director oh for um elm shakespeare oh um, so now that i did not know unbelievably exciting to wow me. um that's cool it's very cool a little, and although he is in this un- day and age, it should, it sh- you know, we should, that should not be first. It shouldn't, <laughs> but it is. And we're going to celebrate it. We are. You I'm, know, listen, I'm dancing. Yes. Yes. That very is much cool. So. Um, so that's really, really exciting. Um, and, you know, getting, like I said, getting to play the nurse. Um, I feel like I was just born to be a mom. I have a seven-year-old at home, and I'm just very mothering. God and, bless you. And very nurturing in that way. And, you know, children just kind of, like, gravitate towards me. Um, so you could have mine. I will take them. Yes, take I them. will take anyone's they're, children who's They're teenagers now. Yes. So. Mm. Oh. <laughs> you didn't say that. <laughs> but, you know, like, and you know, the, the woman who's playing Juliet is just... We immediately had a connection. And she's was, beautiful. She I mean, is striking. I looked at this cast and I was like, I was like, Wait, what? I looked around like um, our first day of rehearsal and I was just looking around. They were giving the design presentation, you know, sound was showing what they had and costumes and what have you. And I'm just looking around at all the people around me and I said, this is one beautiful cast. There's mm-hmm. some beautiful people it in is. here. Um, it and is. And also surrounded by uh, the scholars too, which are very, very important in the program. Um, they are high school students, mm-hmm. um, and uh, there's about I think six or seven of them, and they're each assigned to someone to be a mentor. So um, my mentee is Erin, okay, Erin Kings, and shout out to Erin because she made me these earrings. Oh, Erin no. makes earrings. What? Thank you, Erin King, um, oh. and also shout out to Corny Jameson on her birthday today. Oh, happy today birthday! Today is her birthday. She is taking over Elm Shakespeare's Twitter today. 
So follow M Shakespeare. Oh, she's 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 she tweet, is she's taking over Elm Shakespeare's Twitter today. Okay, and it's her girl. birthday, so it's gonna happy be fire. Happy birthday! Yes, happy birthday, girl! Happy 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 birthday! Now, are they, where do these kids come from? Where do they come from? Um, the Elm Shakespeare, the scholars. Yeah. Um, all kinds of different schools. There's co-op. There's um Sh- common uh, ground. Common ground. There's a uh, Cheshire Academy. Um, I think I, think I know Erin. I think I know Erin. Erin King. Yeah, I think yeah. I know her. She's pretty amazing. Yeah amazing young lady i love this um the way y'all wrap these kids into these productions i think it's really important for them too um you know like you'll hear them talking about how they've done x y and z show you know in their school or some other community theater type project and being here surrounded by a bunch of professionals who are also you know nurturing them and um you know they'll get to do a little showcase towards the end for us and we get to like help them with monologues and things like that, that they may be doing for audition. And not all of them are even thinking about being theater majors, but Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's an outlet for, to, to express your creativity um, by being on stage. And some of them are doing tech work, sound costumes, um, the production side of it. So now are you primarily a Shakespearean actress or you're an actress that does Shakespeare? So, Yes, I would say I'm an actor that does Shakespeare, but um, I think of late, mostly what I've been doing is Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. It's classical. Um, I uh, I went to Southern. I got my Bachelor of Arts from Southern. Really? I did. In the, oh, in the so theater you department. are a local girl. I am a local girl. Oh. I'm super local. Okay. Um, originally from Venezuela. Oh. So got that Spanish flavor in me, too. <laughs> um See, see Harry, Harry perked up. <laughs> I see Harry you know, perked up. He was like, hey. He's, um, he's Puerto, Puerto Ricanio. Puerto Ricanio, si. Y yo soy venezolana. So shout out to all my caracas. <laughs> Caraqueños. Um, shout out to Venezuela. We're having a very difficult time right now, but yeah. we'll rise through it all. Of course. We always do. Of course. Um, of course. So originally from Venezuela, moved to West Haven, Connecticut. Really? Um, mm-hmm, when I was about eight years old. Uh-huh. Um, me and my entire family. My mom's from Trinidad. My father's from Venezuela. Oh, my Lord. You have um, got it all. Yeah. Didn't speak any English when I came here whatsoever. Really? Uh, learned. <laughs> learned it. Pretty quickly, uh-huh. uh, grew up mostly in West Haven, went to the West Haven school system. And then when I, I started school at Southern, um, finished, I was on a six year plan, working full time, going to school full time, got mm-hmm. my Bachelor of Arts um, in theater um, with a minor in English and a minor in psychology. Although I initially didn't start going to school for theater. I didn't get involved in it until I got to college. That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Like, what was the <clears throat> role to being an actor? I went, I went to school for psychology. <laughs> um, I wanted to be a psychiatrist. Uh, and then I took one of the, um, the requirements is you had to take an art requirement. So I took Theater 100. And we read plays, like, sitting in our seats. But it was fun for me. I had a really good time in the class. And I got, you know, I got an A-plus in the class. And the um, professor was like, if you really like this class, you should take my intro to performance class, too. You know, I teach that one. I'm like, wonderful. This will be an easy you know, easy elective to get the grades, you know, make sure you have that nice GPA. I took the intro to performance class, but I didn't realize that you had to audition for the student directed one acts at the end of the semester, towards the end of the semester. And I almost immediately dropped the class. I was like, I'm not interested in auditioning and being an actor and being on stage. I'm not interested in any of that whatsoever. <laughs> and it literally that? just turned me off. I almost dropped the class. Oh my God. I was like, fine, I will just do it. I went in and I like sort of auditioned for whatever play and then I got cast in it, and I was angry once again. <laughs> <laughs> like, why and, do they keep picking me? Yeah, and I was telling him, I'm like, I really don't want to do this. And I remember sitting with the director, his name is Andrew Zuba, and uh, he was just like, I really, I need you in this show, please. Wow. I really, really need you to do this show. And I was like, fine. Did the show, and the next semester I changed my major. <laughs> And I was a double major for Wait, a while. So you had to go home and tell your parents. What did they say? Oh, they were like, whatever. Whatever about it. You know, like okay. I was like 19, 20, you okay. know, um, kind of doing my own thing anyways. Uh, and they were like, okay, whatever. And I did the show and I really, really enjoyed it and didn't realize that there was this whole nother world that opened up to me. Um, and uh, and it, it was about this guy who uh, I played his girlfriend and he was a drug dealer and he had a little brother who kind of looked up to him and it was called Hey Little Walter mm-hmm. and who looked up to him I and uh, play. yeah, it's a really, really good play. Mm-hmm. Um, 
who looked up to him and then just watching his little brother kind of take his shoes towards the end. Um, so really interesting play, you know, it's a one act play. Um, but then from there, it was just this love of theater that just started and then switch majors, like I said, for a while. And then I, I ended up being just a theater major. I think by my junior year, I had decided I just wanted wow. to focus only on theater. Um, and that's what I did. Wow. So then I got my Bachelor of Arts and uh, I got my first professional show was at Amaranti's while I was still in college. <laughs> Amaranti's Dinner Theater. <laughs> and it was No No Nanette. <laughs> oh, that is Directed by Martin Marquito. Uh-huh. Love you, Marty. Um, he's still directing shows out there. Um, but, uh, yeah. And, and the thing is, I don't dance. Like, I'm not a dancer either. I mean, I can dance, but I'm not a dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't have that triple threat. I'm not necessarily a singer, but I can sing. Mm-hmm. I don't read music or anything like that. But um, so it's interesting doing a musical, you know, um, <laughs> when you don't have that talent. But I did it and I got well, through it. And it was my talent. first paying gig, you know, yes. $60 a week, Woo! you know. <laughs> yes. Every time I'd get that check, I'd be so excited about it. Um, you know, and then from there, I end up doing a, a program with uh, Long Wharf. Uh-huh. They had this company that came in from California called Cornerstone theater company and what they mostly do is uh they kind of dive into a community mm-hmm. and they end up creating a play either one that's already you know in existence and they kind of tweak it around that specific community um and then they have professional actors along with the community actors they do workshops they do things like that so they came in and they did a play called the good person of new haven i know i i knew a lot of people that were in that mm-hmm. play my friend uh bill graustein was in that play. bill graustein amazing yes. that's how i met bill yeah ah! it's funny you all you know it's the arts in yes. haven and it's small it is. um and we're just fabulous people and that's why we know fabulous people <laughs> <laughs> you know that's just the way it is um but uh so i did i did that show and i was understudying the le- the lead mm-hmm. and uh the very very last performance and understudying was like a stretch for the word they didn't really have anybody else to be her understudy and i kind of was sort of watching what she was doing but you know, she's like five two. I'm clearly five nine and up, and like she's this little thing, and I'm so not. And it's like, what costumes even would we be wearing? You know. So it was the last day of the show, and I also I also work at Willoughby's Coffee and Tea. I've been working there for a very long time because mm-hmm. um, they helped me. Um, they facilitated me going to school. Thank you, Willoughby's. And also, you know, if I'm doing a show like right now, I'm in a show, so I'm not at Willoughby's, but. My job is still there when I get back. Oh, um, great. So they're very, very, oh. very helpful. Very, oh I'm, very I'm going to go buy coffee Grateful there. and thankful for them. Um, and the entire staff who's just really supportive about everything. But um, so I was at work and I get a phone call at work saying um, that the lead actress was in the hospital and it was the last production and the show was sold out and we need you to go on. Oh, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm not her under like they had. I'm sort of her understudy, but not really. They're like, well, you're the only one that kind of knows this part. I don't know her lines. I don't have a costume. They're like, we'll figure it out, but we can't cancel the show because it's sold out <laughs> and it's the last show. <laughs> I'm like, OK, so someone came to m- the job. They picked me up. They took my keys to my house. They went to my house and just started looking through my closet for clothes. Clothes to wear for the show. It was crazy. And the thing is, her part, she played two different people. She played a man and a woman. Taiwa and Taiwo. And so, I went on stage with my clothes, whatever we can figure out, you know, and my script. And there was an announcement that was made that, you know, the actress was sick and this is who was going to be stepping in. And I went out there and I just did it with my script and it was a prof- and you know like professional show and there I am doing my thing and and then from that I would say about a week after that Cornerstone Theater Company contacted me and asked me if I want to be a part of their ensemble in California. Whoa. And and I really? said um okay. And they said but you have to give us an answer and like you have to move in 2 weeks. <gasps> uh okay. 
and I just dropped everything and I moved to California. No, seriously? I did. And it was one of the <laughs> scariest things I ever did in my life. Because California was never on my radar. It was always like New York, you know, East Coast. Your life is full of these things are not on my radar. It's just not. <laughs> I think that that's just the way my life has been. And I should just be used to that by now. I think um, you are the example of when you make plans, God says, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> constantly. I got to do something else. Constantly. So... So you go to California. I went to California and I became part of the ensemble and I worked with Cornerstone Theater Company. Um, You know, I got my equity card. I was a professional Ah. actor um, and we did many shows in Mark Taper Forum and I went out to Cleveland and did a show with them. We did Peter Pan with a community there. We went to Fresno and did a show in, in Fresno with a community there. So I did a lot of amazing work with them. They're just such giving and talented people and sensitive to you know community Mm -hmm. um what the community might need and not being necessarily intrusive and more inclusive wow that's Um, pretty cool so so how long did you stay with them i stayed with them for about a year and a half Mm -hmm. and then became unbelievably homesick and not feeling california in any way shape or form okay and just you know like some things had happened to me had gotten assaulted out of (gasps) nowhere in the middle of the day in california and that just kind of shook you up it shook me up big time and i was just ready to go home i'm like this is mm -mm, this isn't working for me um and i got on a plane and i came home in august and then September 11th happened. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was it was just like it was a weird chain of events that had happened. And when I came back home, it was kind of this, you know, there was this big send off, like, go off to California and be this amazing actor. And I kind of came back home feeling a bit defeated mm-hmm. and like I didn't accomplish the things that I wanted to. Um, and so there was a, a bit of just I'm not going to do anything for a while. Mm-hmm. you know um and then i met my husband sort of met my husband because we had known each other for a while we worked next door to each other for a very long time before we got together um <laughs> okay who's your husband my husband his name is daniel okay and uh he's a woodworker shout out to you honey love you <laughs> um is he here in new haven <laughs> yes he's here in he-, he grew up um mostly in new haven um in Fairhaven area he went okay. to Lobo Cross High School oh oh he's um, local local he's local <laughs> he's even more local than I am yes um and uh so we got married and we ended up moving to New York City and I had friends who were living in New York and who were doing the theater thing in New York specifically one friend of mine Joe Tanelow he um we worked together he had his own uh theater company called Godlight Theater Company and me and Ray did many shows with him here in New Haven and in New York. And now he had, he brought the company to New York and we were doing Come shows in, in New York. Um, <laughs> New York City. Hey, Ray. Hello. How are you? Grab a headset. Uh, make yourself at home. There's I'm your coffee. Frantic. Oh, don't be frantic. It's fine. All is well. It's, it's only 1020. Um, so we're just, we're just oh, catching up on Gracie's story and her life. So, Raphael Massey has just joined us, the director of the uh, Elm Shakespeare production of Romeo and Juliet. So, you know, get in front of the microphone. You're no stranger to uh, microphones. <laughs> <laughs> I usually don't need one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know that's you do true. have a big voice. So. so, all right, so you get married. You're back here. Yes, I'm back here, um, back in New York City. We, moved, we ended up moving to New York City for a while. Um, did some shows with Godlight Theater Company in New York for uh-huh. a while. Um, Life got too crazy and too expensive in New York, and I moved back to Connecticut with my husband and um, and started just working back at Willoughby's again uh-huh. and, and didn't do any theater for a while. Really? Like for a long time. Years went by before I did anything. And then I'm at the coffee shop working, and Jim Andrasi comes walking in one day, and he, you know, I would see him every now. He's the founder of Elm Shakespeare Company, mm-hmm. um, and he says, "I have a role that I'm interested in having you in." And I was like, "Really?" Because I've never worked with him, and he—I didn't think that he's ever even seen anything that I've done. And I'm like, uh, "Okay, this is a big role." He says, "And I can give you your equity card." Now, my equity—I had let my membership pass on my professional status as an actor, and. He was willing to offer me this again and to work with the company. And then I 
did Pericles and I hadn't done Shakespeare in like 13 years. And then that's how Pericles happened. And it was a really big role and terrifying and wonderful. And that's how Gracie got back into acting again. I think that's the one I, that's the one I, that's the first one I came to. Yeah. Yes. That was the first one. Cause I know Elm Shakespeare has been doing this forever Mm -hmm. and I've never come. And so that was the first thing I saw. I brought my kids to. So you were her. Mm -hmm. I was Gower. (laughs) Wow. Oh, my Lord. So that was the first time I had stepped back onto the stage again and was like, oh, yes, I forgot how much I love this, how this feels right, you know, and it feels good. And you know what? And I've been very, I think of late, I've been very open about, just very open. I think, you know, the older that I'm getting, the more I'm like, there's nothing to hide and there's nothing to be ashamed of girl when it comes to anything, you know, and I think that for me, you know, like I've been talking to a lot of the younger members in the cast and they've been asking me like, where, where are you in your career when it comes to acting? And I said, you know, I think a lot of actors suffer from anxiety and depression and I'm one of those actors that suffer from that. And I think that for me, I've allowed it to just kind of uh, be more of a hindrance instead of using that to propel me to move forward in doing the things that I do. And there's a lot of actors that are able to take that and use it and continue working. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, that's where I'm at right now, trying to figure out how I can just work with that to to my advantage. Wow. Um, I like that. And to just be, like I said, super open about it. Yeah, but good story. There's nothing wrong about it with it, you know? That's a good story. So... (laughs) So, Mr. Massey, Mr. Mm-hmm. First Black Director, Elm Shakespeare Company. True, true. Mm, how does that feel? Uh, Do you think about it, it? Does it does does it go with you? I mean, it's it's definitely crossed my mind. Um, I mean, it, I, first I have to say that part of the reason that I'm the first is that Jim was the primary director, so right. he basically directed every season. Um, so, I mean, I recognize it as a man of color. I don't, I mean, if we were having different directors for 20 years and then I became the first, then I think it would be, it would have much more significance. Mm. But I don't, I don't think it was any kind of um, willful neglect on the part of Elm Shakespeare. I right. just think. It was Jim was the founder. It was his company, and he's a director. Mm-hmm. And that was his job every year. Okay. Um, um, to I see what you're saying. Yeah. Except for um, there were a couple of seasons yeah. where he had a uh, uh, guest directors, but um, primarily it was him. Mm-hmm. So how so how do you choose Romeo and Juliet? How do you pick this? Because there's a lot you could pick. Mm-hmm. I didn't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, okay. I, I <laughs> All was, right. Uh, Rebecca approached me. Uh, Rebecca, the producing director, approached me after she. Is her name Good had, Love or Good? Uh, good good heart. heart. Good Heart. Good Heart. I love that name. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rebecca. <laughs> um, hey, uh, she she approached me after the the summer had already been selected, and uh, I mean. For me, it couldn't have been a better choice, mm-hmm. and, and it's 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 one quite of my, timely. It's quite because timely. Shonda Rhimes has this whole thing, star-crossed, right? That she has brought to television. Mm-hmm. That is a mixed. Have you seen this thing? No. Well, Shonda Rhimes has read as retelling of the Romeo and Juliet story on network television called Star-Crossed with a very diverse cast. Oh, in in the Shonda Rhimes world, very yeah. diverse cast, mm-hmm. um, and it's doing quite well on television. But it's the retelling of Romeo and Juliet with the backstory. It it takes you. It takes you. It doesn't just end with the the, the their death. Their death. Yeah. Spoiler it's, alert! It's everything <laughs> uh, uh, afterwards and leading up. Everything leading up to, and then what happens after. after. So oh, that's yeah, very it's, it's, you have to catch it, catch yeah. it on demand. What's it called? Star Cross. Star Cross. I think it's on ten o'clock mm-hmm. some night, but it's really interesting. I I actually like it a lot, yeah. and it's a very diverse cast. That's great. As is ours. I we're, know. We're very. That's why I brought it up. About, yeah. Because yeah. Elm Shakespeare is probably one of the most diverse 
um, Shakespearean companies around? I mean, I know a lot of them are, but this one seems to be at every turn very diverse. Well, we, I mean, we discussed um, ever since Rebecca's come on board, we've discussed making sure that uh, we really, the, the summer production is, you know, that's what we hang our hat on. And we wanted to make sure that we're reflecting the New Haven community, mm-hmm. the entire New Haven community. Um, and and so diversity. And you don't see, um, you know, you don't very often see many people of color when you're working in classical theater. Right, um, right. So uh, reflecting the New Haven community was really important to us and um, just providing opportunities for really talented actors. Yes. Like I didn't, in, in, in the casting, I didn't say, oh, I'm going to cast some black actors in this play because I'm black. You know, that wasn't my, t- mm-hmm. I had a lot of talented actors of color come into the, the audition room and I had the luxury of choosing. Of, of choosing. Okay. Absolutely. That's a wonderful place to be in, you yeah, think? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So now what tell me your history. Tell me your background. How did you get here? How did I get here? <laughs> oh, long road. Um <laughs> I I grew up in New Haven. Are you a New Havener too? Yeah, what yeah, the hell is this? All these people are New Haven. All this talent. <laughs> are you local. kidding me? I yeah. just thought you were from far and wide. No, I grew up in New Haven. I went to Wilbur Cross. I went wow. to uh, I went to ECA. The Educational Center for the Arts. Oh, that's a high um, five for them. Yeah, when I was in high school, um, I went to Southern Connecticut State. Okay, you got uh, a fellow, yeah, yeah person we, here. Oh, we did went many, to school together. Shows Lord together. have mercy. Mm-hmm. Um, we did your first Shakespeare. My first Shakespeare was, was first with Shakespeare. Ray. Sure. We did <laughs> um, much ado about nothing, yeah. and I played Beatrice, and he played Benedict. Oh yeah. my goodness! Yeah. yeah. Um, so I went to Southern. I. Um, I stuck around New Haven for a couple of years, then decided to get out into the world a little bit, and mm-hmm. I uh, moved to Chicago for f- for five years. Um, I lived out there; I have family out there, so that was a little bit of an incentive. And I didn't; I wasn't interested in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't really match match my uh, temperament, I guess. <laughs> it was a little too hectic for me, and um, I'm more of a laid back kind of person. Um, so I moved to Chicago. I really enjoyed it out there. Um, it just didn't work out from a career standpoint. Uh-huh. Um, so I came back to New Haven because this is where all, um, all of my connections were and all the people that I knew specifically related to, to theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I came back and, you know, I found some opportunities, um, I taught theater at a school that's similar to ECA, but it's out in Trumbull uh, called RCA, the Regional Center for the Arts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a arts magnet. Um, and I taught in their theater department there for a uh, few years. Then I decided to get my master's degree abroad. And oh. I went to England. Um, the for, land of the bard. Yeah, mm. exactly. Okay. Uh, I went to England for my MFA for almost three years. I was over there um, uh, specifically in Shakespeare. My MFA is in staging Shakespeare. Wow. Um, yes, it is. You better <laughs> let them know. Yeah, I, I, You better let them so know. So how did you make that decision? Like, when when did you know that you had a, an affinity for Shakespeare? Because there has to be an affinity. Like, you just don't wake up and be like, I'm a... Oh, I'm did you wake up and right? say... <laughs> Well, to it, be or not just, to be, this is what I'm going to do. It took me a long time <laughs> to kind of realize it, and that's what kind of led me to my master's. I had been performing. I started performing with Elm when I was an undergrad at Southern. Mm-hmm. So I had been performing Shakespeare there and other places for years really? as a professional actor, okay. and I knew I enjoyed it. And then I was teaching alongside of that and teaching theater, and I was like, this... This isn't quite the end of the road for me. Like everyone I knew had had a had a um a, a specialty or a focus. Like maybe they're a, a fight choreographer or mm. they're a, a dance choreographer or they specialize 
in in a particular type of theater like Meisner technique or Linkletter technique or they specialize in something specific and and I said I need to go back to school and find what my thing is. Okay. And it was kind of a light bulb. I was <laughs> like, like hey, and I found this program here's my thing. <laughs> where the thing was Shakespeare and I was like I can't get rid of this. <laughs> yeah, this 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 is it. Of course that's what it would be. Oh. Um, so and and it's a pro like I've never seen a program like it that where the the degree is actually in Shakespeare, mm-hmm. um, unless it's a literature degree. But this was a drama degree, this okay. was a theater mm-hmm. degree. Okay. Um, so I needed my thing. I needed something that I could come back with and say, "This is what I do." And here's the degree to prove it. <laughs> oh, listen, that's uh, all right. But I had been, I, you know, I had been working as a professional actor for um, over 10, 10, 15 years. Okay. Before I decided to do that. Um, so as now, well when did you when did you make the leap to director? Like, um, kind of somewhere in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> do you like directing? I love it. It's really hard. Like part of the reason that I was late today is because I hadn't checked my email because I've been concentrating so much on this play. So Uh I was over on Audubon Street at the Arts Council. Yes, because you're in an arts mode, right? So just like, yeah, Um, that's where I'm going to go. I I love it, though. And I got into it um, before I went to grad school. When I was um, teaching high school theater, mm-hmm. um, I started directing productions on on that level, and then you know I've worked with uh, some of the the local theater companies, local nonprofits. I've worked with Bregamos. Um, I oh. directed something for them before I went away to grad school, mm-hmm. um, and they're still going strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, I came back and knowing that I mean I studied directing in grad school as well. Um, and I came back knowing I wanted to focus on it, mm-hmm. and I received um, uh, a classical fellowship, a fellowship for classical directors mm-hmm. from an organization called the Drama League in, okay. in New York, um, and that was a classical fellowship where they sent me to a Shakespeare Theater Company, uh, Shakespeare and Company, one of the most renowned in the country, mm-hmm. which is in uh, Lenox, Massachusetts. Um, to assist uh, on a on a on a production up there, um, so that was my first foray into the professional world of directing, um, and I've since been back up there several times. Most recently, right before I started Romeo and Juliet, um, a woman named Tina Packer, who's who's a a, a trailblazer. In the world of of Shakespeare theater, and founder of Shakespeare and Company, which is celebrating their 40th anniversary. Wow! Mm-hmm. Um, I went up to assistant direct her on a production of Cymbeline, which is one of Shakespeare's lesser known plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just went, saw that. Some where did I see did, that? At, well, it's running right now up in up in no, the no, but here it was here at this fall. Oh, last yeah, Rep did it a yeah. couple yes. of years ago. I saw yeah. it. Yeah, it was yes. at the Rep. I saw it. And with that production that that Tina's just directed, um, she becomes probably the first female ever to direct all of Shakespeare's plays. Nice. Whoa! Yeah, Tina. Yeah. Whoa! And, and so that's the cal- <laughs> I just I, and I say that to say that's the caliber of people that I was working with at mm-hmm. that company, mm-hmm. which was tremendously helpful um, for me as as an emerging director to be able to assist some those people and learn from them. So you're um, doing Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. How do you, do you take liberties? Do you take license? How do you see it? Like, what do you, how do you tell the Define story? liberties. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I guess because, uh, you know, it's, we know the story of Romeo and Juliet. We mm-hmm. know it. Everybody knows it. Yeah. How do you tell it that, that people feel like, Oh, it's like seeing it for the first time mm. or it's engaging or it's fresh or it's, mm. Oh, you know, do you, do you think about it that way? Yeah. I mean, that's literally, <laughs> that's literally the first question I asked myself. So when, when I say when liberties, Rebecca I mean like, me. do, do you take a different turn 
on what you choose to focus on out of the story. Yes, I think I think we are. Um, it's it, there's a lot of factors. Um, first, it's a really fast process. Mm-hmm. Like we rehearse three and a half weeks, and then we're up, and, and then, then it's up. not mm-hmm. a Whoa. lot of time. So you, yeah, mm-hmm. to you can't really play. Delve into the text, so it's important to kind of know. It was important for me to know where I was headed mm-hmm. going into it. Um, and we're still in the process of of flushing out exactly what things in the story we want to highlight. Mm-hmm. But everybody's kind of on the same page and understands what we're going for. Okay. And right. I'm kind of just letting it develop okay. at, at the um through the rehearsal process. But it's a it, you know, it's a it's absolutely the first question I ask myself. This play has been produced probably oh. thousands of yes. times. I mean, you know. Um it it you know, along with Hamlet and maybe one or two others, it's it's Shakespeare's most well known, mm-hmm. most produced. Most people I talk to say it's the first play that they read when they're in high school, the first yes. Shakespeare play they read in high school. It's so well known that um you do. You have to find a way to make it fresh. And and what I didn't want to do is put everybody in Elizabethan costumes. <laughs> Thank you. Have and heaving, heaving bus lines. Classic, and... <laughs> classic period Romeo and Juliet. Because I mean, I, for me, that I wasn't interested in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's more to this story in terms of how relevant it is to today, um, I think there's another way to approach that where we can make a, a build a bridge and, and create a connection to to certain circumstances that are 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 happening currently. Ah, I like um, that thinking. Is it a yeah. love story? Is it a tragedy? Yes. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love yeah. story and a tragedy. It's it's all that, and it, it's. It's all that and more. Mm-hmm. It's more than just a love story. It's 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 a love story, and then there's why it becomes a tragedy. Okay, which I think is 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 really important. Mm-hmm. The fact that this love isn't allowed to exist because of hatred and violence. Oh, that sounds very right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, 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 exactly. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, exactly. No, it sounds very right now. <laughs> and, and for me, that's the story. It's, okay. it's you know, it's not simply that it's a love story, but it's why this love is not a- allowed to exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's you know one of the things that we're 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 focusing on is you know the cost of violence. Um, you know, and and it's never just. It's never just the people causing the violence. Mm-hmm. It always so this is going to make to people surrounding go hmm, or think or I hope so. I mean, yeah. we're going to tell the story. <laughs> we're going to tell Shakespeare's play. Um, but there are certain things if we do it in in you know if we're able to do it in a certain way, there are certain elements of the story that are unavoidable. Yes, and, mm-hmm. and unavoidably yes. connected to right now. Yes, and I hope that we're able to highlight those things and bring them out through the story of the play, like not doing, not going kind of off the rails and doing something completely wacky, mm-hmm. but through the story of the play. Because what Shakespeare does, he writes, he writes about human behavior, and, yes. and that. And you that know, transcends a lot. That of, doesn't always change, right? You know, right. No over matter who's who, of right. Years. No matter who's the right. race or ethnicity or right. It's just yeah. It's what happens. It's, yeah, you know, people and you know, for me, it's it's a lot about the what the things that we choose to create differences between ourselves and others Mm -hmm. whether it's family names capulets and montagues whether it's race whether it's gender Mm -hmm. whether it's sexuality Mm -hmm. whether it's political beliefs and that's all all, in there yeah 
yeah, all of we it. always have these things that <clears throat> these labels that we put on people that allow us to separate ourselves and say, I don't like you because you're different in this way, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's very relevant to, I to think so. today. And we see, we see the perfect example of it with these two families. We're never told why they hate each other. We've just told that the families don't like each other ah, for whatever reason. Right. Whether that's an event that's occurred in the past, mm. whether it's just a history that's been handed down through generations, we don't know. And I think the ambiguity of why is is a gr- is um kind of lends itself to a universal appeal, as I was just saying, that it's not that it can be anything. It doesn't have to be just family name. Right, it can be right, anything right, right. that we use to separate ourselves mm-hmm. and create this chasm between us and another group of people. But we're all, I mean, it's one humanity. Like, we're all, we're all human beings. And, I, I'm so looking forward to this because yeah. it's free. Yes, which which is crazy with suggested donations. <laughs> yes, with suggested donations because yes. it costs money. I mean, yeah. y'all have to be paid, and <clears throat> costumes have to be bought, and stage has to be set, and lighting has to be done, and all of that kind. I mean, this is you know, this is not in somebody's backyard. This is in a park. That yes, it is. Do you know what I mean? So it's a whole thing. So you have to. I mean, I'm sure there's money that has to be raised. Yeah. On an ongoing basis to make this happen. So. Do you have fav- do you either of you have favorite Shakespearean productions that you like? Favorites? I know it's probably hard because it, it's like well, no parent has a favorite child. I know. <laughs> I get it. But what's the greatest do you have a great joy in a particular production? The most fun You're gonna think I'm just saying it, but it's actually <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Really? Which mm-hmm. is why I'm so <laughs> excited about this this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, so that's mine. Okay. Gracie? Um Can I have two? Yes, okay. you can, good. You can <laughs> have what, you can have right. whatever you like. <laughs> All right. So the first one is really interesting because it was uh, So the first one is Othello. I hate Othello. Okay, but let me tell you why. Oh my God, I hate Othello. Because Ray played Othello in it <laughs> when we were in school. And my friend Joe, our friend Joe played Iago. And the two of them on stage were just... Magic. It was just like, I would just sit there in the audience and I any chance that I could watch them performing, and I've never had this conversation with you before. It was I just... <laughs> I can't even explain to you how transformative it was to just watch the two of them on stage do their thing for me it just brought things to a whole nother level and it brought this more this love of shakespeare Mm -hmm. and the second would have to be much ado about nothing just because it was my (laughs) first it was my first shakespeare and it was for me the first time that when i read it and i read beatrice's part she spoke like i did even Mm -hmm. though it wasn't my words you know Mm -hmm. i was like oh that's me that these are things that i would say (laughs) um so those are my two okay that's good i like that He's looking just at you like, you said that and I was like, yeah, I would have to be Othello. Like literally I would be stalking. I'd sit in the back watching the rehearsals. Like, and I wasn't in the show. I was doing props for the show. But anytime I could take my props, I was building little boats. I was doing all kinds of things. I would sit in the back and just watch them. Wow. Like a little creeper. So stalker. how does that make you feel? Uh, surprised. Like I had no idea. Uh, that was when we were in, you know, in undergrad. I, I, that, <clears throat> That was one of my favorite productions that I've ever been a part of, like on any level. Really? Uh, yes, absolutely, absolutely. I thought it was it was the kind of we were at a point where <laughs> the de- the theater department was mostly juniors and seniors mm-hmm. who who kind of you know had been around for a little while and had learned and had grown as actors, um, and so the 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 production was really was loaded with talent first of all and it was tight yeah that production was really tight mm-hmm. and then we we brought in like guest designers that was Vlad did those sets uh, did right. the sets and the lights and and we had a director that we all love mm-hmm. um tremendously yeah um 
and we were ready i felt like we were ready for that production and everybody was excited about it and, and just like really i remember rehearsing twice a day like we'd you know in between classes we rehearse in the afternoon and mm -hmm. then we come back at night and rehearse some more just to make sure that we got everything done and everything we needed to get done so talk um, a little bit about your relationship to the to kids and young people because my daughter Margot went to yeah, Common Ground. Well, I, yes, I know. <laughs> I directed her in comedy events. Yes, and I and I was so you know I'm I mean, I'm a proud mother, of but course. I was so moved at the commitment that these young people had, and and the way that they executed this thing. I thought yeah. it was so well done. And oh, then she good. went on to do the Teen True, mm -hmm. and I thought, and I got to I got to talk with them. They let me come mm -hmm. and. I talked with them in the circle and, and aired, aired their conversation. Um, and I was so moved by their commitment to the language and to the history of Shakespeare. Like these are high school kids, you know, with, with gadgets and devices mm -hmm. and, and other things where they could spend their time. And they kept talking about how they loved this connection to each other and to this work. And I was so moved by that. I mean, is that, usual <laughs> do you find that with um, young people i think with me <laughs> uh yes <laughs> um for for a couple of different reasons one is um if you at at if you allow people at any age um to explore and delve into Shakespeare's language it's hard not to love it but it all depends on how it's approached yep. and how you present it to them mm -hmm. um one of the major things is is that Shakespeare wrote plays he didn't write books or novels so there's there's validity in 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 analyzing Shakespeare from a literature standpoint, but it was written to be spoken and performed, mm -hmm. and something different. It's a different experience than reading it, mm -hmm. and and you have something different happens, and you understand it in a different way when you speak the words when you attempt to put yourself in the circumstances of the characters. And when you use that very particular language, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's heightened. And if you allow, um, I'm going to, I'm going to get kind of artsy right now for a second. If Do you it. allow the language to kind of come through your body, then, then you'll have a different experience than, than you do reading it. And so, um, but, but, but again, the situation, which I think Elm Shakespeare does really well at its education programs, is you have to um, you have to create that that culture where students feel the freedom to to take some risks and and explore language and try some things that maybe they've never tried before and you have to support that in them um rather than telling them how to do shakespeare yeah. you have you almost have to let them tell you what experience they're having with the language you know that's exactly what rebecca um goodhart said she pretty much said that same thing that she wasn't about to tell them but she yeah. wanted them to experience it through their body. And I mean, she yeah. really said exactly that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. we talk occasionally. <laughs> and, they know each have, other. We have, I mean, even, <clears throat> and even, I mean, we spent the last couple of years together, but even like pretty almost right off the bat, I could tell, like we could both tell that in a lot of areas we have very similar philosophies. So, um, and we've both worked at Shakes and Company, which I I mentioned earlier, and, and you know some of that is their aesthetic and mm -hmm. um, the 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 culture of Shakespeare theater theater on the East Coast is is reasonably compact. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, I think it's true. You can I mean, if you go in and tell them how to do it, then you don't leave any room for their own creativity. Yes. And everyone is different and everyone will have a different experience. So there isn't one way to do it. It's what happens to you when you say these words based on your background, your experience in life, and what you've been through. Well, you've been listening to Love Babs Love Talk, and I've had the pleasure of talking to <laughs> Gracie Brown and Raphael Massey um, from Elm Shakespeare. Uh, and they are celebrating the 22nd anniversary season with the tragedy of Romeo and Juliet. And it will be in the park uh, from uh, August 17th through September 3rd. Edgerton Park. Edgerton Park. Yes. At 8 o'clock. It's free. Bring money, though, so you can put it in the bucket because they walk around with little buckets and people have money. (laughs) So put some money in. (laughs) And it's a wonderful evening of uh, theater in the park. It's a beautiful setting. The park is lovely. And if you've not experienced Shakespeare in the park, here's your opportunity. And come multiple nights. You don't got to just come one and done. It's free. Yeah, it's It's free. free. Bring your friends. Come every night. Pack a picnic. Put a little wine. Definitely. Bring, bring some chairs, bug spray. Bring, oh, Lord, have mercy. Yes, definitely bring, bring, bring bug, bug spray. spray. Bring bug spray, but that's fine. And sit out and enjoy mm. this rich, this rich, rich treasure um, that is uh, ours in this community. So thank you all for coming. Thank, thank you. you. I have enjoyed us. this immensely. Me too. Yeah. I'm so happy to finally oh, I know. <laughs> you know, it, meet face to face. That's hilarious. <laughs> I had no idea. So she sends me this message saying, I can't wait to talk to you in the morning. I'm thinking, what? Who is this? <laughs> like, who am I talking to? I know who I'm supposed to be talking to. Right. I was like, oh, did I double book somebody? So no, it's her. So, <laughs> so yes. Yeah, so I'm so looking forward to this production. Thank you for your time. Thank I know you got to get back and you yep. know, get this rehearsal done. Today. Go yep. rehearsal. <laughs> I know. To rehearsal now. But it has been an absolute pleasure. Likewise. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank, thank you, so Harry, much. for producing. Thank you, Harry. Thank you, Harry. I'll be back on Monday. I'll see y'all. Have a good weekend. Night, night, night.